The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 11. Are you coachable? And behind the scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to The Leaderpreneur Show, the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey to start a thriving online business of their own. My name is Stephen Faust, and I'm here with my great and good friend, Michael Tanner. Hey, Michael, how's it going this week? It's going great, Stephen. How have you been? Man, I am doing great, getting ready for the holidays. The Christmas season is upon us. And I know if you're like me, all of your Christmas shopping is absolutely probably not done. No, uh, you've started already? Oh, my gosh. I I did get Uh, one thing uh, through the mail that it's under the tree. It's kind of pitiful. So I got to I got to ramp up my game here a little bit as we roll into Christmas here. We're only as we record this, we're only just, uh, you know, a couple of weeks away here. So we got to get going. You're exactly right. Yeah, I'm really, really good at procrastination, as so many (laughs) others are. And uh, Christmas shopping is a perfect example of that. Uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I have a lot to do between now and the next two weeks when yeah. uh, Christmas gets We here. suffer from the same things that everybody else does. We are not yes. exempt for sure. So what is on the topic list this week from a leadership standpoint? So, so this week I thought we'd talk about being coachable, right? Um, you've probably, you know, last week we talked about uh, the mentor and mentee relationship and we talked about how, you know, when your mentor gives you advice, to heed that advice, to, to go and actually take action, do the things that they're, they've told you to do. And when we talk about a scenario like that, we ask ourselves, where are we coachable, right? When we receive that advice, do we actually go and then do it? And so I thought, you know, this week we would ask our audience the question, are you coachable? Uh, and then just kind of brainstorm some scenarios where I know I struggle with yeah. being coachable and I'm sure our audience does too. So I thought we'd talk about being coachable. How's that sound? That sounds great. And and a hundred percent, if you ask anyone, are you coachable? A hundred percent, everybody's going to say yes, right? I've never had anyone say no. But that's not always the case and and how they act and behave. So it'll be interesting to unpack this together. Right. Right. You know, in the, in the easy scenario and where their answer to that question is almost always true is when you have a leader that you just highly, highly respect and you trust them and you believe in their leadership and, and all that, and they tell you to do something or they give you some advice, you're very, very likely to heed that advice. But then there's other scenarios where you think you're coachable, but you know, if we're really honest about ourselves, oftentimes we're closed-minded and we just kind of write that advice off as nonsense and, and you know, we ignore it and, and we certainly don't do it. And the most obvious example of that that I can think of, maybe you can think of others, but the most obvious example, as I mentioned earlier, is when you're in a situation where you have a leader, uh, probably organizationally, they're above you. They're your boss or something like that. So the org structure mandates that they have the authority over you, if you will, and they give you some type of feedback, some type of advice, or even they, they directly ask you to do something but you just don't feel like that's good advice or, and and again, it can be because you don't like them. You don't trust them. You don't believe in their leadership, but they, they give you some, something to do or some advice or some feedback, but you don't heed it. Right. 
And so in that situation, I would submit to you that you're not being coachable. And the easy argument back to me is, well, wait a minute, that, that feedback was, uh, you know, it wasn't good feedback. It's coming from someone I don't trust or, or don't believe in. But the reality is that leader, if nothing else, they're giving you their expectations, right? And so that's why you, even in that situation, you want to be open-minded. You want to remain open-minded. You want to remain coachable because what they're doing is they're communicating to you their expectations. And now you can go and take, you know, uh, take action on those expectations. And at that point, you're pleasing your boss. All of us want to please our boss. I'm sure this is the case. Yeah. So you just got to look for those other reasons to be coachable, even when you're naturally tempted to be closed minded. Yeah. And, you know, when I hear things like that, it's I think about role power. Right. So these folks have a, a position. They have role power over you and they're providing that feedback. And as the recipient of this feedback, quote, air quotes, coaching, you process that through your filter, right? You are processing this information, this coaching, this feedback through a filter that the way you look at the world, the way you look at life, are you in a good mood or a bad mood at the time that you take this information in your ears? Uh, what Are you having problems at work or problems at home? And that's going to always have some level of impact and skew the way that you are uh, truly open-minded or not hearing yes. what they're saying versus, uh, you know, understanding what they mean or the intent that they have. And you play, the recipient plays a big role in effectiveness of the, of the overall coaching. And, and I'll, I'll also say if you're the type of person that when your leader gives you feedback or gives you quote unquote coaching, and you go immediately behind and start complaining to people about it, mm. I would say 100% you are not coachable, right? Absolutely. It, it doesn't mean you're not coachable forever in your life. It means at that moment and that time, the way you process that information, you put a wall up and became uncoachable. And when I think about coaching versus feedback, and you're right, when it comes from a leader, maybe that's over you from a position standpoint and you don't like it, 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 it could be a directive. It could be right. something you don't want to hear, but I would, I would suggest that coaching is a much different way of thinking. If you're someone who's providing feedback, if you want to be a person who's telling somebody what, what to do versus a person who's saying, I'm going to provide you coaching and it's going to be a much more open-ended process. It's going to be collaborative. It's going to be engaging. It's going to be based on a two-way dialogue. To me, that is more coaching and less directive or feedback. So I kind of put all that together and think of it in that, in that way. Yeah, no, that's excellent. I mean, and you, you give a perfect example. I, I like to try to give people uh, examples of triggers that would help them identify that you're not being coachable in that situation. So perfect example of what you gave is, you know, so if, if I receive coaching, if I, I receive some advice and then my first reaction to that is to go to someone else and complain about it, that action needs to trigger in your mind. I'm not being coachable in this case uh, because almost in an act of rebellion, 
I've gone up, you know, behind that leader's back or whatever. Um, and it opens up a whole other can of worms around workplace gossip and rumor and all kinds oh of things like gosh, that. Oh my gosh, yes. It's, it'll um, tear, tear it up, tear the organization apart. apart. Yeah, absolutely. But, but that's a, that's a trigger, right? That's an action that, that should be a trigger that, that, pinpoints for you, hey, I'm not being coachable in this uh, situation. Here's here's another perfect example of that is if your default and first reaction to a piece of advice or a directive or coaching or whatever, if your first and default reaction is that won't work for this reason, if that's your first thought or your first uh, words out of your mouth when you receive some type of feedback, that won't work for this reason or these reasons, then you know in that moment you're not being coachable. You've already written off the you know the conclusion. You've already decided no, it won't work. And if you go into something with that type of attitude, no, this won't work. You're almost certain it won't work. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna ensure that it doesn't work. So there's another trigger for you to really identify for yourself. I must not be coachable in this case because my first thought is that won't work because of these reasons. Thoughts there? Yeah, I, absolutely. You're putting a wall up. You're putting a wall up that says, I don't hear a thing you're saying. And you're destined to fail. You are absolutely destined to fail. And you won't you won't get any any value out of it. And what you're going to do is you're going to frustrate. You're going to frustrate, especially if this is your your boss, your manager, your leader. You're going to frustrate them and they're going to, to look at you as are you really a team player? Are you getting it? Do you, and they could be completely wrong, right? It does, it's not right. about right and wrong here. It's, it's about, it's about, are you open-minded enough to acknowledge that there are different ways to think about situations and problems? Are you open-minded enough to, to look at alternatives that maybe you haven't considered? And is your ego small enough to yeah. not have your idea be the only idea or the best idea? But it's it's you've got to be able to to be uh, open enough to to get uh, to get value out of the yeah. feedback you're receiving. And if you don't, I would say you probably don't need to work in an organization. You need to go, you know, work by yourself. Stay in right. stay in the closet. Don't come out. Don't interact with the human population uh, because you're not going to have a lot of success in corporate America. And You've yeah. got to be open-minded, even when you don't feel like it, even you, when you don't want to be, you've got to be willing to set aside whatever is in you that's causing you to put a wall up and you've got to stop it or else you're just doing uh, harm to yourself and your company and you're not going to make any forward progress. So um, I, I don't know if I could be clearer than that, but it, if, you, if, you, if you can't accept feedback and coaching, then you got to pretend like you can and you got to fake it and you got to work your right. way through it until you can get there emotionally and in reality. So that's, that's kind of the way I think of this. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you used uh, some very, very good words there. And I think they're, they're words that really are the culprit of being uncoachable. And the first one you used there was ego, right? I, I believe that word is what gets in the way of people being coachable is just their ego. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, if your thought is that won't work because, well, that's your ego telling you that you know better than that person. And just like you said earlier, there is no right or wrong. It's not one person's right and one person's wrong here. In fact, your thoughts of that won't work 
They may be true. It might be actually right. But if your default attitude towards that advice is just, it won't work for this reason, then your ego is getting in the way. And in that moment, you're not coachable. Rather in that moment, again, the the mental trigger you need to recognize is that, all right, my default response is this won't work for this reason. Well, to your point, fake it till you make it, if you will. Your response needs to be, I hear what you're saying. I'm a little worried about this working. If we Maybe we should change it this way and that way, and then maybe it'll work, right? So that's totally different. You're still, if you will, pushing back a little bit, or you're, you're at least expressing your concern around why that won't work, but you're also offering up a solution, right? I, I have this rule. Don't bring me a problem unless you're going to also offer me some solutions to go along with that. Right. And so, yeah, I'm pushing back on that advice or that coaching or that feedback and saying, I'm worried, I'm concerned about this, but let's change this up just a little bit and do it this way. And then maybe we'll have some success. That's totally different than simply saying it won't work for this reason. Um, And that's the difference between being coachable and being uncoachable um, is you are still in the game, if you will, right? You're still in there trying to resolve the problem, uh, but you've received the feedback, you've received the coaching, uh, and you're providing your feedback to it, your input to it as well. You're not just putting the wall up, as you say, yeah. and saying it won't work. Yeah, and, and especially if you, like you had mentioned earlier, if there's a, a fundamental lack of respect for the person providing you feedback or giving you coaching, you know, it can be very frustrating. I, I get it. We're human beings, right? We are, we are, uh, we respond to things based on emotion, how we feel, a lot of things going on in our lives, but you've got to just, Hey, take a deep breath. Go yeah. just because you don't respect someone for whatever that, that those hundred reasons may be. Don't let that get in the way of taking a deep breath recognizing that uh, when that money gets deposited into your account, it is from the company and you owe the company, you owe the company patience. You owe the company uh, a willingness to be open-minded. You owe the company uh, to work through your personal feelings about a person. Maybe that's their leadership style. Maybe it's their approach. Maybe it's their uh, very authoritative or dictatorial. They're not very compassionate. Whatever those reasons are, you owe it to yourself, your coworkers in the company to at least listen, be open-minded. And then I would suggest that if you are so adamantly in, in you know, disagreement with the feedback that you're getting, you know, have that two-way dialogue, ask questions, ask questions for clarity, right? I'll agree with that. And, and make sure that, that you understand what they're saying, because they may be saying it a certain way. They may not be intending it that way. So ask clarifying questions, even offer alternatives. If you have those, it's in your hip pocket or your top of mind, right? Offer those. If they shut you down, you'll know. If they don't and they're willing to think about other alternatives, then that could lead into another dialogue that you might find is productive and get you to a place that you would prefer to be versus the place they were attempting to take you down. Yeah, totally agree. And I love the analogy you're using there. I mean, you owe it to the company that you're employed by to present to them the best version of yourself 
that you possibly can. And to your point, you know, that version of your, that best version of yourself includes one that's patient, that's collaborative, that's open-minded, you know, and in, in, in persevering through some of these challenges and so forth. That's the best version of you. And that's what you are obligated to share with your company and with your leadership, you know, because of the employee engagement that they have with you. That's what you owe them. Uh, and to your point, you know, uh, even in a situation where you have a leader that uh, maybe you disagree with or don't respect and so forth, in their advice and in your being coachable to them, they're giving you their expectations. If you meet their expectations, you're likely to have a happy boss. If you don't meet their expectations, there's no way they're going to be happy. Now, let me ask you this. What's the best way to be promoted up through uh, maybe the ranks or to get uh, uh, another assignment within that company or so forth? The best possible way to do that is to make sure your boss loves the work you're doing for him. And if you're not coachable, he's not going or she is not going to love the work you're doing for them. And so you're really hurting yourself. You're hurting your career advancement opportunities and so forth when you're not coachable uh, because when you're not coachable, you're not performing the way your leadership and way your company wants you to perform. I have this saying that I share with all of my organizations always. I'm not willing to lay off or fire someone for underperformance. I'm only willing to lay them off or fire them because they're not coachable. And that puts it on me as the leader to coach them but if ultimately they're not coachable, then and only then do I, you know, resort to uh, laying off or taking action such as that. They got to be, it can't be just underperforming. They got to be in, in such a situation that they're not coachable because then I know I've made my expectations crystal clear. And, and I've communicated with you in such a way that you can learn that and you can do it. But if you're not willing to learn it and do it, now we got a different issue. And so many times we, we as leaders, uh, leaders that are great leaders, leaders that really make a difference, we end up taking on other people's perceived problems, right? That's what we do oh, yeah. because yeah. they're unable, unwilling, incapable of effectively resolving them. So the point you make about not being willing to remove somebody for uh, underperformance it, it what what i take from that is a lot of times people are casted off and they they're just cast offs and no no real effort or energy has been placed in them to really get their ideas to make them feel part of the team there was a performance a perceived performance issues they've moved uh, their their leader has moved on and just basically put them in a corner so right. when we get them oftentimes they're defeated they they're yep. beaten down and we have to figure out a way to uh, uh, effectively assess them to see if they're going to be valuable members of our team and and the best way to do that is we, we hire and we keep people with good behaviors. We can teach skill. And we've talked about yeah. this before. It's, it's 80% behaviors, 20% skill. You teach right. the 20%. People are who they are. And if you can pull that out of them through strong leadership and make them be a part of the organization and, and a bigger impact, uh, there's a good chance that they could go from from like a sports analogy, worst to first, man, right? They, yeah. they can yeah. really have a chance. And if they can't, then you know that too. And then you can make a different 
decision. But but it all goes to uh, them being coachable. Are you willing to spend the time, energy, effort and coaching them the right way and giving them the right feedback and then giving them an opportunity and a chance to demonstrate what they're truly capable of. And then then you can make the right decision for that person and for the organization. Yeah, you know, to kind of flip the conversation around and, and view it from the viewpoint of the leader, when you have a philosophy like mine where you're not willing to take employment action against underperformance, you're only willing to take employment action against someone who's uncoachable, well, now that puts the responsibility on me. I've got to be a coach. I've got to do the hard work of coaching that person before I can determine are they coachable or not. To your point earlier, sometimes leaders just cast people off for underperformance and never put forth the effort to try to coach right. them. Right. And therefore you don't make a good determination on whether or not they're coachable or not. You just let them go prematurely because of underperformance when they might not have known the proper expectations and things like that. But when you have this philosophy of, you know, are they coachable or not? Then that puts on you as the leader, the responsibility to coach them. So you're going to have the tough conversations. You're going to have the, the direct feedback and you're going to do all the work to properly lay out and explain, uh, you know, expectations. And, and you're going to, you're going to listen to their input and their feedback, you know, as a leader, you've got to be coachable too. And oftentimes it's your employees that are the best coaches back to you. Right. So, you know, be a coach as a leader, make sure you're making a decision with your team members on based on, are they coachable or not? And the only way to identify that is you've proactively, intentionally, and with lots of patience and perseverance, you've tried to coach them. But then when they have feedback for you, you got to be just as open-minded to that and receive that feedback and that input uh, and be coachable from them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so just thinking as we, as we begin to wrap this topic up a bit, um, things that our listeners can take away, things that, that I've heard and that we've talked about are, number one, be open-minded. Yes. Got to be open-minded. You've got to be, you've got to be willing to accept things that may not be um, right in your wheelhouse, I'll say. And one of the things I do, and our listeners might consider this as well, is when I, to, to coach someone as a leader, when you coach someone or provide feedback to someone, what's important is their frame of mind when you provide that feedback. And yes. what I would, what I do many times is I ask folks, I say, hey, uh, can I give you some feedback? Yeah. 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 Can I give you some feedback? And I'll pause and I'll wait for their response. And they'll sometimes look at me like, well, what are you talking about? But I'll, right. I'll say, I'll re restate it. Can I give you some feedback? Because I recognize not everybody's in a, in a place to be able to receive feedback. And yeah. they'll say, yes, I've never had anybody say no, but if they did, right. I wouldn't give them the feedback. I would come back at a different time. But right. when they say yes, I, I will provide them a piece of feedback. And a lot of times it's very positive. I'll say things like, when you get those reports to me on time, man, does it make life a lot easier? And I just want to let you know, I really appreciate that. So it's not yeah. all negative. It's a positive. Use that for positive coaching as well. And, and I think people think of coaching and feedback is it's always got to be negative. It, no, absolutely not. 
you should have a balance, right? You provide feedback and coaching when things maybe need to change or get a little bit better, but you also need to do that when things are going well and you want to reinforce the positive with your team or with whomever you're speaking with. So think about that out there. Just think about ways to engage people both on both sides, be direct, be compassionate, be clear, ask for permission to give feedback. It makes sure they're in the right frame of mind. So that that's one of the things I would suggest our listeners uh, just consider and think about um, uh, going forward around coaching and feedback. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and I would just kind of almost as a call to action, remind our listeners, just really pay attention to your, your initial thoughts and feelings when you receive coaching or feedback or input. Uh, and again, look for those triggers that would indicate that you're not being coachable, right? So again, if you, your first thought is that won't work for this reason, well, take a pause there and just exactly. you know, be open-minded as you say. So just be intentional about recognizing those mental uh, triggers, those, those initial thoughts and feelings uh, around that input. And those will usually indicate whether or not you're being coachable in that situation. Yeah, that's great. And then, you know, take it just basic. This is simple stuff here. Take, take a deep breath, pause. Yes. Yes. Don't think about what you're going to say while they're talking to you, right? Listen, absorb, take in the information that's being provided. And then don't feel like you have to just blurt out a response. Take a deep breath. Think about form, form your, you know, your thoughts in your head before they come out of yes. your mouth. Yep. And it may seem like a long time, but it's probably two or three seconds. And yes. be a, a, a thoughtful person, a thoughtful response and be genuine. And if you don't understand, say, can I ask you f- for some clarity? Because I don't quite understand this or that, whatever that is. And yep. there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it'll be appreciated by those providing feedback because they're, they're, they'll think, Oh, wow, they actually heard what I said. Well, that that's fresh right. and, and new in today's world, right? Yeah, you know, it's that's so, such an important concept there, Stephen, of of just be honest with your feedback and not defensive with your feedback, exactly. right? So maybe you've been in this situation. You know, I, I've told a team member, "Hey, we're going to go do this," and I've received that defiant, "No, that won't work because of this." I've even received defiant feedback like. That won't work because we've tried it before and it failed or something like that, right? Uh, but really what they're feeling and thinking probably in that case is, man, I'm worried about this. I'd rather someone say to me, kind of worried about that. Give me some time to think about it and we'll talk about it later. I'll share my concerns with you later or something. I'd rather them just be honest that way than just to be defined and say that won't work um, because they're not being coachable again in that case. But if they're willing to be honest with me about their thoughts or feelings and say, I'm really worried if that'll be successful or not. Give me some time to think about it. You better believe I'm going to give them time to think about it. And we're going to come back and talk about it because I want it to work. Absolutely. I want it to be successful. Yeah. It's, so I want their feedback. Absolutely. So no, I, I think, I think this has uh, been a great conversation. I hope it's been helpful to our listeners. And if you find this type of information Helpful. I would encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Go to leaderpreneurshow.com. You can uh, listen to all of our episodes there. This is episode 11, Michael. Did you, did you realize 11. that? Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. We've been, I've been more consistent with this than I think anything in my life. I, this is, this is a highlight. One of the big highlights of my week, being able to talk with you and just talk about 
talk about things that are that just get us going, right? This is what yeah. we love doing. This is what we do. And I just uh, love sharing this information and talking, unpacking it with you and sharing it with our audience. And please, if you're interested, leaderpreneurshow.com, you can subscribe. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Give us, uh, give us a little feedback. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Give us a rating um, that helps us out. And uh, right. no, we, we would love to invite you into this community. And there are, there are a couple freebies on the site as well, Michael. What, what, what can you say about that? There are, yes. I uh, highly encourage you to, again, go to leaderpreneurshow.com and at the top, there's a free resources link. Uh, that's going to give you two different PDF documents that are very, very valuable to you. One is is Stephen's SMART goal setting worksheet. We talked about that in a couple of episodes back. Uh, so you want to listen to that episode, but you also want to get a hold of this worksheet. And as we're leading into the new year, I'm certain you're making some some uh, some goals for next year. So make sure that they're smart goals and you can track them and so forth. You want to use this worksheet that Stephen has available for you. And then I've got a, a resource guide for you that's uh, compiled of about 30 different 30 years of, of uh, resources that I've put together on my own around, uh, you know, podcasts, books, courses, all types of resources that I go to on a regular basis and consistent basis for the purpose of leadership development. And so you'll get that resource guide as well. So leaderpreneurshow.com. And head up to the top there. You'll see the free resources link there. We'll email those documents to you. I'd love to share that with you. They'll be very valuable to you. Absolutely. So, and also our, our individual website links are at the top of the page. You can get to michaelscredibleleaders.com and see the great resources and uh, things that he's doing in his business. And you can go to my link as well, aerospaceleader.com and uh you know, do the same thing there. So really appreciate you listening. And we are going to segue into my, one of my favorite things of the week also is talking about behind the scenes. So pull the curtain back and let's see what, what, what ugliness do we oh have? Oh my back gosh. There? Huh? You know, it's funny. I, I, I updated some of our, some of our, uh, uh, what was it? Our tagline and words. And as I was yeah, kind of yeah. cleaning that up, I, I talk about uh, us, us revealing raw, I think I use the words raw and uncut, although we don't, we don't use profanity or anything, but uncut just from a standpoint of, right. of uh, just sharing that. It's, yeah, just it's, we're sharing the wins. Yeah. I called them the victories, the defeats, yeah. the good, the bad, the, all of that stuff. We're just happy to share all that with our, with our folks. Yeah, and it's, it's not oftentimes pretty what you see no. behind the scenes. Uh, but this week, especially, I mean, you've got some really, really good results with your uh, mini course that you just launched and, and uh, the email list that uh, has grown from that. So, yeah, definitely tell our audience about what you've been doing with the video course and, and how it's really expanded your email list. Yeah. So I've been uh, so I put a, a lead magnet out on, I don't know, it was, it was many months ago, I don't know, five, six months ago on uh, MRO, that's maintenance, repair, and overhaul. It's, it's an aerospace topic. And it is a, uh, it was a book about four steps or strategies someone can take to, to improve their performance within, and I, I use the tagline within seven days, because if you implement these things, you can see pretty quick performance if you're dedicated to doing these things. So mm -hmm. I had been working on a, a kind of a, what I called initially a companion course. And I realized, and, and you and I both realized that some people like to read but this world today, 
everything's going video, right? YouTube yeah, and yep, yep. people, people don't want to have to think too much. They want to consume their content um, in, in a lot of different ways. So uh, I have been working on this companion course for the MRO guide that I put together and I kind of shelved it and didn't, didn't quite finish it off. So what I, I did over this last week is I finished this course up. Uh, I had made the slides already. I went into uh, Camtasia, well, through Audition, Adobe Audition, kind of like we're recording this podcast. And I recorded, I recorded over uh, the slide deck and basically unpacked these four strategies and, you know, created, brought it into Camtasia. It's a, it's a software package that for, for PC users that you can put the slides in the, in the, in the audio, you can put it all together, make it flow really nice and turn it into a MP4 video. So I did that for each one of these strategies and put an intro and then kind of a resources close up. And then I use Kajabi, which is which is if you're not familiar with Kajabi, it's an all-in-one kind of website course builder, does everything for your business. And I loaded that in Kajabi. And then I started, I called that the aerospace MRO mini course uh, to break through to achieve breakthrough performance, I think is what I called it. And then I started putting Mm -hmm. things out on LinkedIn, uh, just directing people to, Hey, here is a complimentary free mini course that uh, is available if you're interested in this topic. And so I did that and I've had 11 people uh, enroll in this course, which, you know, I feel pretty good about It's 11. You put 11 people, like we say in my living room. Right. Right. And I can teach this stuff. Boy, I feel like I got a lot of, uh, a lot of folks interested. So I've been able to grow, grow, take this course, put it out there. And in just a few days, I'd say since the 12th of December, and we're recording this on the 15th. I've had 11 people sign up for this course. I've had at least 11 people uh, new on my email list. I'm up to, uh, I know ConvertKit said 40, but active or 39. I'm not sure the difference in the one. I think maybe that was an unsubscribe right. or something, but but I have 39 active people on my on my email list now. And uh, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you started at zero, like I did, um, and I actually don't know all these folks. So I know a couple of them, but uh, these are now I'm reaching out and we talk about brand exposure and about how we're, how we're touching people's lives that are outside of our immediate circle. I feel like there's a little bit of traction beginning to happen there. So that's just, you know, very encouraging to me. And, and I feel like I'm getting some, um, uh, some exposure that I didn't have. And I actually already got a 90 minute coaching call set up, set up from this, from a gentleman in India that I have on Tuesday evening that, that came to me through, through the, um, uh, through the MRO mini course. And it's a call to action I have, I have in there. So, that, that's right, some of the right. stuff I'm working on. And I feel like I've made some traction on both email list and I got a, a, another product out there and just thinking about goals and all of that for next year. And, um, and that kind of segues into maybe some of the things you're thinking of or working on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, dude, that is awesome. Yeah. You got 10 or 11 new subscribers to your email list, but you, you were able to get those in a, in a span of about two days, if I oh. remember your numbers, right? Yeah, that's about and, right. And so that's a perfect example of, you know, we've talked on here before about offering content in in various different ways for the purpose of trying to determine which way resonates the best with our audience. And I know you've had the MRO guide out there in a book format, an ebook format for some time now. And right now you converted it to a course. 
and it's certainly resonating with your audience. So congratulations oh, on thank that. Thank you. Um, I'm certainly feeling the pressure. I got to do something uh, to spin up 10 or 11. I got to uh, catch up to your email list, man. You got like 65 no, 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 or 70, I, brother. No, I can't. I can't have that. You can't catch up with me. I got to, I got to do something now. Oh, I'm going to catch you. So. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. I'm going to catch you. That's great. Great uh, stuff. That's another yeah. great thing of this. I love, I love the friendly competition here. This is, this of is course, awesome. Of course. Look, I mean, everything's a competition with me. That's Everything. right. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So my behind the scenes, I mean, I, I have certainly been continuing on the theme of uh, just getting better known out in the world. And, and you talked about it a little bit, but as you and I look at our email list now, it, let me just be honest with you. It feels really, really awesome to see names uh, on your email list that you don't recognize. Right. Uh, because you know, you're starting to reach outside of your little circle of influence. Right. Uh, you know, when I see family, friends, coworkers, and all, I, I love that. Don't get me wrong. I love that. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to know that they respect me enough that they're, consuming the content that I am, I'm sharing. But when you see names you don't recognize, then you know, man, I'm really starting to get out there such that people that don't know me from Adam are starting to know, like, and trust me in, in consuming this content. And so that's just, I mean, it, it really energizes me to know that. And, and I look forward to the relationships that will get established because they're now on my email list or they have connected with me on LinkedIn or something like that. I look forward to those. Uh, but my behind the scenes uh, activity uh, in the last couple of weeks has been all around that theme of getting better known. So I'm doing a lot to, um, to be guest appearances on other podcasts to get people on, uh, on my podcast. And I'm just really, especially this time of year, as I'm leading into the end of the year and setting my goals for next year, I'm really trying to build up a, a system, if you will, that will allow me on a consistent basis to do the things necessary to ensure that I, I got a good healthy pipeline of uh, guest appearances on other podcasts and, and having people invited to my podcast. And because once they're on my podcast, obviously they're then going to promote it to their audience. And, and so uh, just, uh, you know, through this goal setting period, if you will, and preparing for the, for the new year, just doing a lot to really set up the systems necessary to do the things on a consistent basis that will enable me to get my name known better uh, and, and see more individuals on my email list that I don't recognize. Yeah. That's what I want. Uh, and, I, and it's not that I want to always not recognize them. I want to build bigger and better relationships with them as well. Yeah. But uh, I want some email uh, emails on there initially that I don't recognize. Uh, so that's my goal. Uh, and, and that's what I've been working on for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. We, we are similarly aligned with what we're thinking. And, and that's, uh, I'm, I'm just so excited about 2020 and, and we've been together now for about six months. I know last, last week, right. I don't know if it was on the show or if it was off the show when we were talking about how long we've been doing this. And I went back and, and we started in early June, early June, like, right. uh, okay. uh, I think yeah. it was early June, uh, early June. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yep. Um, so about that time frame, it's been, it's been about six months, man. It's been, it's been almost six months. And, and I feel like we're, um, we're actually, it was the 20th of June. That, that was the date I, I recall, but, but we, we've come a long way and I know you're challenging me and I hope I'm challenging you. And, and we're, we're looking ahead to 2020 as a year that, um, we're go going to really get some traction in our businesses and make some headway and, um, really, really start to see 
some of the things that um, uh, that we are striving for come to come to reality. So I'm excited. How, how is yeah. our mastermind going? What's uh, what's going on in our mastermind oh, well, group, man? Yeah, I'm really excited about that too. I mean, you know, you're right in that 2020 shows a lot of promise and we're both really going to get after it really aggressively. I mean, you know, the situation with the two of us is that we have the luxury of we're not desperate to grow our business here because we have day jobs. Right. But we're not allowing ourselves to use that as an excuse for our side gate here to grow slowly. Right. And so we're doing a lot of things to really challenge one another and really get after it. And we've talked about the mastermind on this show a, a couple of times already. Uh, and so we're, we're, you know, doubling down on that, if you will. And uh, really excited today, actually, as a, as a part of this recording of the day we're recording this, we're going to invite into the mastermind group, our third member of that group. And I'm just excited, you know, that added person I know will bring new challenges, if you will, to the hot seat that we'll help with. But that third person will also bring in, uh, you know, valuable input to the two of us on how we can grow our business in 2020 as well. So I'm thrilled. I'm excited about that. Um, you know, today being our, our first meeting as a mastermind group of three, I'm really, really excited about that. My prediction in the 2020, we'll add two, maybe three more to that mastermind oh, group. That, what do you think? That sounds great. And and, and Michael and I started this the, as you, as you came up with the names, you're always telling me you're not good at coming up with names, right? And you always say, I always say to Michael, okay, what are we going to call this episode? So we're going to call this episode, are you coachable question mark? And he says, oh, you know, I'm not good at that. But Michael came up with the name for our mastermind group. We, so when we started this, this journey, um, we talked about doing a mastermind. So we together formed this mastermind and he, and he came up with the name, we call it the situation room mastermind. We're both military guys, right? That right, kind of was the right. start of that thought process. Yeah, no, I, you know, that, I don't even know where that came from, but yeah, you know, the, uh, when you're in the military, military, you know, that, uh, commands come from the top, you know, the commander in chief and so forth. And, and, you know, I just, I just picture, uh, all of those, uh, political figures sitting around in a situation room right. as a, a military team goes and executes you know, a job uh, or a mission. And I see this mastermind group as that, right? So we're a group of people gathered around and we're watching each other go out and execute our mission to grow our business, to serve our audience and and, and so forth. So that's where that name came, came from. Uh, you know, I just, that's why that's it, cool. it came to mind to be called the Situation Room. So, oh, I love it. Uh, I, 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 hope, uh, I hope everybody can relate to that, having a group of people that, are, are in it in every way that they can be for your success. We all need that greatly. Yep. And if you're, if you're out there and you are in the leadership arena, you know, and that, that's a loose term. If you're doing things in leadership and working to start a business of your own, and you think you might be a good fit for our mastermind group, send Michael and myself uh, an email. You can find it. at yeah, uh, Absolutely. You can find it right on the leaderpreneur show. Our information is there. And uh, tell us, tell us about, um, tell us about your journey and why you think you might be a good fit for our group. And um, if so, you, who knows, you might be that fourth member of our group. So we'll just, um, we're always in, in looking for diverse uh, points of view and thoughts and, and different, 
different things that people bring to the table. And we don't want everybody to be a clone. We want people to bring different ideas and different ways of looking at things. That's how we're going to get better. So a really, really great show today, Michael. Uh, why don't you lead us out, if you would? Yeah, definitely. I'll do that. So, you know, earlier we talked about being coachable. So call to action for you today is to be coachable. No matter what position you're in, whether you're a leader or not, be coachable. Be very intentional about recognizing those initial mental and feeling triggers uh, around making sure that you're open-minded and being coachable. Uh, and as we say every time, be sure you subscribe to the podcast. Go over to leaderpreneurshow.com and subscribe to the podcast. You can do that through a multitude of different uh, podcast directories. So be sure you do that. We'd love to have a rating and review from you as well. So do that as well. But until we share another episode with you next time, it'll be episode number 12 from Stephen and I both. Be blessed and lead well.